0: Hi everybody, this is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette and you're listening to The Roughhouse.
1: Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes The Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff.
2: Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House Podcast episode 277. Not be confused with 227. 277 no, no. we,
3: we did a, we did a whole spiel about jack hay and uh, everything back when that happened it seemed yeah. like just yesterday
2: yeah it, we it all... turns out it was uh, uh, a year ago yeah uh, <laughs> 50 <laughs> weeks ago but uh yeah. for may 22nd 2022 lots of twos in there uh hi everyone i am marty and I am uh tired
3: uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Christoph appreciate you guys listening uh before we get into uh, the meat of the the pod and everything that happened in the past week I do want to encourage you to head over to la patreon um, because we have a brand new Schlegel's soapbox up there our boy Justin gave us his uh hour and a half for the month yeah. uh, this morning so uh due to uh, you know, it's got uh, it's got some uh, some some nicking a picking of nits. Yeah, it's got some spicy um,
2: takes about. Sp-
3: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude is uh, um opinionated on yeah. some of the, the the main news and pro res of the day. So uh, if you want the takes of of our, our, our very own Justin Schlegel, patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast. Five dollars here for Schlegel's soapbox.
2: Yes, indeed. And with that, let's get into the news of the week. Much like last week, uh, a, a lot of big news stories kind of in the way of, you know, just kind of talking and mass about the companies. Let's get into the biggest one. That's the actual current (laughs) remix of it. Uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out on Monday Night Raw Uh in the middle of the show. Uh, Uh uh, This was what the Internet was all flutter about all week long. And uh, I I don't foresee uh, this slowing down as there's yet to be. Uh, Any further uh, clarification from either Sasha or Naomi, at least from their perspective? The WWE, however, absolutely giving their perspective in a way that I have not seen since, uh, you know, and we talked about this a little bit on the Schlegel Soapbox, but since the the, uh, CM Punk uh, Royal Rumble walkout, since the Steve Austin taking his ball and going home uh, in 2002... uh,
3: I'm gonna throw it out there, bold statement. Uh the the c- combination of the press release and Michael Cole's statement on SmackDown uh yeah. might might be up in the leagues with the destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD at this point. Because they are they brought out the big shovel uh to Barry, Naomi and Sasha and did it publicly, very publicly, on yeah. you know, their socials and on Fox. <laughs> yeah <laughs> on SmackDown yeah. Live.
2: Yeah, and and I have full audio of the Michael Cole statement, which we'll uh get into and dissect but let's talk about what happened how how did we get here how, how did we end up with the reigning WWE Women's Tag Team Champions walking out uh, according to a, a few different breakdowns of it between uh, uh, Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer Newsletter uh, the the fine folks at PW Insider I think Mike Johnson was the inside man on that one um, here's what we know uh, the plan for Raw on this past Monday, was it was going to be main evented by a six-pack challenge to determine the next challenger for the Raw Women's Championship. That six-pack challenge was going to feature Sasha Banks, Naomi Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. So okay. uh, the winner would be facing Bianca Belair uh, at the uh, Hell in the Cell pay-per-view for the raw women's championship. Uh um, Hell in a
3: Cell is in June?
2: Yes, Hell in a Cell is in June. Uh is this some, first time they've not done it in October in uh at least the first time that I can recall. But Wow uh, Okay to be fair my my memory of when these shows occurred is not what it used to be. I I've I've let some yeah, of but that I atrophy mean... <laughs> I remember us making fun of, oh, it's it's October, so spooky season.
3: Let's go exactly. hell in the cell, exactly. You know,
2: I do wonder if, wonder if it's still gonna be bright red this year. I, at least it has been in the ads. So, uh, oh yeah, that's awful. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But nevertheless, uh, the plan was as such. Uh, not only uh, would Naomi end up winning this match, mm-hmm. but she, of course, would go on to face Bianca Belair at the pay per view. At the same time, Sasha Banks would earn a SmackDown women's title shot to go against current SmackDown women's champion Ronda Rousey. And then both these women, the reigning women's tag team champions, would lose Mm -hmm. to the respective women's champions. Right. That is where Sasha and Naomi are believed to have taken issue. Uh, They felt as if uh you know you're you're just gonna put the belts on us, not have us really defend them, and instead just lose to the champions what's even the point um I mean some have argued uh the w w e side pretty intently, even uh folks like brian alvarez and and dave Meltzer have sort of uh really pushed the the w w e point of hey you're in you know ostensibly the women's main event by being in these matches. Yeah, what? but they know they're not going to win. Exactly. And as
3: as a champion in their own right, why put them in that position? Yeah.
2: Uh, and as I as I've heard some people pitch, well, why didn't they just do a women's tag match where the women's tag champions are going against the two women's champions and make that yes. a big to-do? Because – We're now in the Peacock era. You don't necessarily need to have a singles title main event. You can do this sort of all-star, all-champions main event to to make it a bigger deal. Um, But isn't it Survivor Series the only one night out of the year
3: where uh, SmackDown and Raw superstars go head-to-head?
2: Well, you had two SmackDown superstars in a six-pack challenge for the Raw (coughs) championship. So you got that going for you. Anyway, you slice it. Naomi was supposed to go over. Over the course of the afternoon, evening, and into showtime, uh, Sasha and Naomi made their displeasure uh, abundantly clear to the producers on staff. Um, Some have said that there was even uh, a bit of a screaming match, but uh, roughly 8.30 Eastern time, so half hour into Raw. Excuse me. Sasha and Naomi went into John Laurenitis' office with their bags in hand. Hey, girls. What's going on? He, they dropped their belts on his desk and left the building. That's a bold move. It is certainly a bold move. You ha- you, you, you're a smidge Costanza y right there. Wow. It's a bold that's move. A bold move. <laughs> it's a bold <laughs> yeah, that's move, that's Jerry. The <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, the, the show itself. Rapidly rebooked. Uh, instead, they decided to do a one-on-one challenge between Asuka and Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch ended up uh, – or, or sorry, Oscar ended up winning that. So it's going to be Asuka versus Bianca Belair at the pay-per-view. But uh, okay. from what was said when all this came about, Becky went straight to Vince, pitched this idea of, oh, we'll cut and angle me and Adam Pearce. And I'll just say, well, it should just be me and Asuka and we should do this and we should mention that they walked out. They did mention on television they walked out. Uh, They were buried on commentary by Corey Graves, Mm -hmm. who said they were unprofessional. And a uh, press release was sent out by WWE over the course of the evening. Mm -hmm. Again, not really something we're used to. Very unprecedented in this. Uh, Here's what they said. When Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they went into WWE head of talent relations John Laurinaitis's office with their suitcase in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk, and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions. And even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live television show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were, we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. The first and only time you will hear WWE apologize for not delivering a main event.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, they change main events like scripted wise, you know, as part of the stories that they tell on most Raws from what I remember and, and and read these days. Plus, you know, there's always that card subject to change for mm-hmm. the people in attendance. So really, this had nothing to do with an apology to the people watching either in person or uh, on TV. This was about motherfucking Naomi and Sasha.
2: Yeah. Yeah. and And boy, did they. Because on Friday night in between segments on Smackdown they cut to Michael Cole on the desk sitting there with Pat McAvee and here is what Michael Cole had to say they actually played the music Oh wait, no. This is just a compilation of him saying "boss time." I apologize. That's that, that's what. I Here's the statement. Here's the statement. Chinese water torture.
0: Switching gears now. I want to talk about what happened this past Monday night when Sasha Banks and Naomi let us all down. The WWE
2: Women's Tag Team Champions. Yeah, let's pause that right there. Let us all down. Wow. It's shooting, brother. They're shooting. Yeah. It continues. Yeah, go ahead. Walked
0: off the show and walked out of the building during Monday Night Raw. They were supposed to take part in this, the main event, the six-pack challenge, where the winner would be next in line to face Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. However, Sasha and Naomi took the tag team championships into the office of our head of talent relations, left them there, and then promptly walked out of the arena. Their actions disappointed millions of WWE
2: fans and their fellow superstars. Uh-huh. Millions of
0: fans!
2: Uh-huh, sure. I yeah. mean, okay. if we're counting the 1.5 million watching, that's a gratuitous choice of millions. but Millions. But, uh, oh,
3: wow. Yeah,
2: this... I guess. Oh, and there's yeah. a little bit more?
3: Oh, there Okay.
0: So because of what Sasha and Naomi did this past Monday night, they have been suspended indefinitely. And we will have a future tournament to crown the new
2: WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. So that's what they're doing. They're going to have a tournament to solve it. Uh, good luck to any team that decides to be in it, because right now they have Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Uh huh. And that's it. All the other Did women like- are feuding.
3: Shayna Baszler and Natty a tag team. No, they were broke. They, one they, they broke. Okay. They broke All right. Uh, what about the Iconics? No, they, they, they're, they're long gone. They, they left uh, wrestling. <laughs> they've been. They've been fired. And yeah. Okay. All right. What about? Um,
2: Carmella. Tony and oh, Z- no, Zelina. No, wait, they were she's the, she's gone. The team. They're gone. Oh yeah. No Tony. Uh
3: huh. Yeah. Yeah. T- yeah. Carmella took uh, time elsewhere. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Um. Let's see. Who else? What other women do they have there? I don't even know. Raquel Gonzalez is she a thing up there?
2: Uh, well, Raquel Rodriguez is what she's called there.
3: Okay, all right. Robert's sister, yeah. Okay, sure. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, okay, fine. Do your little tournament or whatever. Um, this, this. I mean, it's. I, I shouldn't be surprised that WWE would do something like this, especially after their, you know, past few years of uh of slashing their budgets and their rosters uh, on a near-frequent basis. Yeah, and, and, our, uh, and also being DMX on standby. On,
2: yeah. There
0: uh, we go again! There
2: we go. There it, is. Um, it, it, it doesn't help that they've been hyper-focused on one thing and one thing only, making Roman a star. Everything else has fallen by the wayside. I know that the standard protocol for WWE fans is to say, wait and see what happens. Even they don't know. They don't know what's oh. going to happen. They They... The current plan, let's peel let's peel another layer off this onion. The current okay. plan now for Roman Reigns in terms of having future opponents is and you're going to love this. Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, who just lost their tag belts to the Usos, oh they did, okay. are scheduled to be along with Drew McIntyre the next three opponents for Roman so they're uh-huh. taking the men's tag team champions and having them go against the world cha- it's the same same program program <laughs> yeah the exact yeah, same program of course yeah i mean you know I mean, this, this, is, this, this is, is, is this is this is up there with the judgment day you, you know the wish.com uh, uh, house of black Yeah, it's Edge, and he's looking all goofy and gothy, and he cut his hair, and and he's got Rhea Ripley now, and Damian Priest, and all that. They're cutting the same fucking promos every WWE heel has done since Jericho showed up wearing a suit back in 2010. It's the same (laughs) thing. It's about you people at home, and you who beg me for autographs, and you, the WWE universe, who don't deserve me. It's the same fucking promo. All the time, yeah. so surprise, surprise! Yeah. Two of the notable women decided, you know what, this is nah, worth it.
3: We're not, we're not putting up with this shit. And you know what? More power to you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to stand with Sasha and Naomi. And um, you know, look, I've worked at a place where I've been very unhappy with uh, possibilities for advancement promises that were made uh were not fulfilled. Um and you know, I, I wanted to walk out <laughs> many, many times. Um I never had the balls to do so. And these yeah. two ladies, albeit in a better financial situation than I was at the time.
2: Presumably. Uh, Presumably. We, we I mean we don't know how much the USO legal costs have tied into the nest egg of Naomi. It was a it's a lot of DUIs, and and uh, at least based off of a uh, video posted on uh, socials this weekend, Sasha decided to celebrate her newfound independence by flying to a Steve Aoki concert. Okay, right. dancing oh. her ass off, which I can't Get imagine out. was cheap last minute. Um, no, I'm, I'm, but I'm, you know, fairly certain they're both doing okay. Uh, uh, hey, look, they, they're in doubt. Uh, uh, Triple H is the one who said that everyone on the main roster makes at least two hundred and fifty grand a year, so. <laughs> I was making eleven dollars an hour. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's, so. <laughs> it, 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 it's a world of difference. It is apples in, and in, oranges in, in, in that regard. But you know the, the the parallels between this and Austin walking away because he said, "You know what? I, do, I You know what? It's stupid for me to face Brock Lesnar on a Raw and lose." So he left. Yeah, CM Punk said, and I can't do a Punk, but CM Punk said. I I'm tired of being the bridesmaid and never the bride I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. And this Andrew, version of me up, is not yeah. what you need me to be, right. which is the same message that Sasha and Naomi are trying to get across. And, and what I will say is it's interesting to watch sort of the, the cyclical nature of things. When Austin left in 2002, he was painted as a pariah. He took his yeah. ball and went home. WWE at the time had a show on Saturday nights. I don't know if you remember the show, Chris, called Confidential. Uh, I
3: thought you were going to say Shotgun Saturday Night, yeah, but yeah.
2: Saturday nights TNN it was back to back with Velocity. It was called Confidential, and it was basically like a WWE news program. Me and my okay. nerdy wrestling friends would watch it every Friday night or Saturday night.
3: Uh, it was like it was like Mania, but
2: not uh, kind of. It was like a weird mixture of like recap, where are they now vignettes, and then like pseudo shooty, almost like true crime esque discussions of things. Okay. And fucking Jr. is doing a sit down interview, absolutely motherfucking Steve Austin. Right. For for taking taking the ball and going home. Like it, it, here's it, a guy. It, it's what they did, and then the Punk. That was the game they tried to play. They, I think it's still up. the The video <laughs> of Punk's ass in the Royal Rumble, trying to prove he didn't have. A oh mom. yeah, yeah. But there was this fan base that swelled around Punk that said, "You know what? this This needs to change." Now it feels a little more fifty fifty. And I have no doubt it's complicated a little bit because they are both women and they are both people of color. Uh-huh. Two individual types of individuals who have never done great in the wrestling business, at least in terms of uh, even-handed fan reaction, top of the card success. Yeah, but it is very interesting to see how polarizing this event has been. This moment has been.
3: Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot more scrutiny for that exact reason on Naomi and Sasha Banks, if they were, you know, two people who look like us white dudes, (laughs) it would be uh, a lot of people who are, are, I mean, even look at the the, the amount of people who
2: got behind Ali. When he said he wanted to go, there was a lot more people behind him than it seems like are behind Sasha and Naomi. Now look, I get it. Sasha has a fucking crazy online army of fans that are frankly disturbing and Troublesome. Yes. At the same time, if you are, say, I don't know, a promoter who is trying to build an alternative,
3: mm-hmm. I think
2: a very strong Stan fan base is the way to go. A fun twist of all of this is both Sasha and Naomi were in the midst of negotiating extensions on their contracts, both of which ah. are up in the fall. Oh, okay. So... It's gonna be m- more interesting than it is right now. I think. Oh, it's definitely not going away. Yeah, this... uh,
3: and I wouldn't be surprised if on Raw there weren't more statements or, or mentions by commentary of of, of that nature. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it past them one bit.
2: Um, I, I, I I will I will pull it together with this. When people break up, there are two routes. One route is you accept it, and you move on. Mm-hmm. The other is you don't shut up about your ex and eventually all of your friends turn against you.
0: <laughs>
3: well, you know, I, it's going to take a lot more than this for, you know,
2: WWE to really get hurt by this. I, I don't doubt it. But if I'm WWE, I, I start watching how often I bring this up.
3: Well, and I don't think WWE has to worry about their fans. What they have to worry about is their locker room, Uh, because if this is a uh, a spark that ignites a flame of people saying, "Well, they got away with it, why can't I get away with it?" And granted, you know, they are, you know, Sasha Banks one of the you know top four women in the company easily, Um, and then you know Naomi's always been. Uh, in the conversation as one of the best in-ring performers and not to mention the fact that she is married to the tag team champions and now yep. uh, in the in the bloodline family. So you got to keep all the mooses happy. So, um, you know, that that's going to be an interesting wrinkle to this whole thing as well. But I I I, I would not be surprised. And I don't think it's going to be a full on walkout situation, yep. but I wouldn't be surprised if this emboldens some other people to, yeah. to do the same. And it's happened before. You yeah. know, yeah. people have walked out recently. Tony Storm, which we mentioned on the uh, on the soapbox, yep. uh, walked out. And um, Ali and, walked out. You know, came back. Ali walked, walked out. out, yeah.
2: Brody yeah. Lee and asked I, for his release. Sean Spears right. asked for his release. We'll see what we'll happens. See what kept. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, anyway, speaking of women taking time away from <laughs> WWE. I'm never gonna be done, lean on it. Now, welcome to the Queen Dom. You know what's always a sign of good things happening? When one of the top executives in your company, uh, who is, in fact, the daughter of the owner of the company, uh-huh. decides to just randomly announce on Thursday afternoon that starting the next day she's taking a leave of absence from the business. Weird. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, As she said, as of tomorrow, which was this past Friday the 20th, I am taking a leave of absence from the majority of my responsibilities at WWE. WWE is a lifelong legacy (laughs) for me. And I look forward to returning to the company that I love after taking this time to focus on my family. Okay. that, That leads me to believe that there may be something going
3: on. Uh, maybe medically. Um, you know, obviously it's likely not Triple H since apparently he's back working full time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, but he is it, back in office, which uh, maybe. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, speculation in these sort of things is always a little odd to do. Sure. Um, sure. I, 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 I as someone who's gone through a, a year of upheavals in my own life. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily cast aspersions on, on on the why and the what for here, but it is interesting to see someone like her, who clearly was, or at least seemed to be, a lifer, a grinder, who shared her father's work ethic and and that right. sort of thing, to see Stephanie McMahon step away, even for a short period of time. Uh, An indeterminate one, as far as we know. Um, Very weird, and I will say, if I'm the board, I'm wondering what the fuck's going on. Well, what's interesting
3: is that it was made public, you know? Because when Triple H had his uh, health scare uh, recently... We went a a long time not knowing, like, why why, why haven't we seen or heard from Triple H in a long time? You know, and then the rumors started to swell that he was having health issues. So I don't know if this is – I, I, I don't know. Are they trying to get ahead of the rumors? Uh, are they trying to – I don't know. It's just weird that this was made public. Again, all their news breaks on a Thursday afternoon uh, towards the end of the week. But um, it, 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 it was odd. The timing of it was odd. Some of the wording in there is odd. Uh, and obviously people are trying to dissect every word and figure out what's going on. But – um. Yeah. Like, like you said, if I'm another board member, I'm starting to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's,
2: it's very weird. It's it's very strange. Um. Again, I I I can only hope that it is a nothing burger. Beyond, she spent you know the first part of this year trying to be both uh, a mom and the the chief branding officer of the WWE. While and a wife her, to us, a wife, yeah, While yeah, while, while a her husband. husband was yeah. based on everything we know now on death's door. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Take some time away, um, you know, figure your shit out. But it is particularly interesting, you know, for someone who is, quote unquote, Vince's daughter, um, that she would do that. I don't think Vince would ever, ever do anything like
3: that. So. He would never do it, nor would he publicly say it. Absolutely, um, and especially since it's a publicly traded company. So you, yeah. you know, if 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 one of your you know members of your board, uh, you know, puts out a release like that, that's got to throw your stock into upheaval. I'm I'm curious to see. Did Dave mention any uh loss of the the stock points in the past couple of days, or Brandon Thurston that you've seen?
2: I, I haven't seen anything like that. Um, I, I almost wonder if right now people are trying to wait and see what further details come out before they yeah. they make a call about it, but. um very strange. Very, very strange. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, I, I mean, I hope she's OK. I've yeah, anything... I'm hoping for the best for everybody in this one. But it's just, yeah. you know, uh, not the type of news you expect to just randomly have pop up on a, on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, yeah. Especially in, in a public forum like that. Agreed. You know, had that been in the Observer on Friday, it would have been very different. It would have felt like, oh, OK. You know, the, the, <laughs> Jumping in front of the story like that is is kind of interesting. But – Nevertheless, folks, let, let's hop into, uh, you know, uh, us talking about positive things in pro wrestling uh, as we get into our weekly breakdown of both AEW shows. And we'll kick it off with yeah. AEW Dynamite, which was live on Wednesday. Uh, it was Wild Card Wednesday on TBS. Yeah. And uh Chris, I'm going to say it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times uh, as probably the first hour, hour 20 of the show was very good. And then the rest of it happened.
3: I don't even know if I go an hour 20, but yeah, it started out strong and ended with a a wet fart. We'll put it that way.
2: Yeah, so the show kicked off with Samoa Joe against the Joker. Mm-hmm. So Mojo comes out to his absolutely kick-ass theme. He walks mm-hmm. to the ring. He awaits the Joker. And the screen says Johnny Elite as yeah. the Houston crowd is ready for the debut of Johnny Gargano. Instead, it's John Hennigan,
3: <laughs>
2: formerly John yeah. Morrison, formerly John Johnny, Morrison, Nitro, Johnny
3: Mundo, Johnny Impact, day. Johnny Nitro. Yeah,
2: yeah, not uh, not necessarily who any of us were expecting, and at that point, I'll be honest, I was like, "Oh, okay, the other Joker's Taya," uh, it, it right? Yeah, did, I
3: was thinking that as well.
2: It, it, it didn't end up being Taya, but uh, yeah. these two had. I think uh, she's signed to Impact now. Oh, she's actually signed. Signed. Okay, I think, but I'm not sure. These two had an interesting match because it was very clear that uh, Joe Mo wanted to get himself a contract going against Samoa Joe. But yeah. uh, I, I don't know that they had really worked much of anything out, as there were some bowling shoe ugly spots in this match, uh, including a dive that took forever to set up, which was really just a uh-huh. cartwheel to the floor. Uh, yeah. Where uh, Johnny Elite could be seen actively guiding Joe where to go. Uh, there was yeah. also a 450 <laughs> splash where which was uh, where uh, Johnny Elite. Uh, completely missed Samoa Joe and basically just ate the mat. I yeah, think his yeah. hands got him. <laughs> I think I think that's what yes. actually got Samoa yeah, Joe. Yeah, his
3: knees definitely took the brunt of, of that uh on the uh on the mat. That was not that was not very good. And he's, you know, a super athletic guy. I've seen him pull off some crazy feats of athleticism. Yeah. I don't know if it was jitters, nerves, yeah. pain meds, uh that, that, overall liberation. there seemed to be like
2: this Something was nervous up. energy about him. Yeah, probably like I'm going to go out there, and get me a contract, and it it didn't really work, uh, which is a well, shame maybe, because maybe. It, in the moments where they did work together, I thought they had a yeah. good spark. You know, Flippy Dude versus Joe is always kind sure. of a a, a a very very good matchup. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I
3: maybe maybe I, it was, you know, like you said, people were when they especially when they saw that people were expecting Johnny Gargano. Yeah. And I think there was an audible sort of, oh, Uh-oh. when he
2: when Morrison <laughs> came out. Yeah. That that could easily get in somebody's head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no doubt on that one. Uh, but Samoa Joe wins and hits the muscle buster. And as soon as he does out comes Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh. Uh, I'm going to give a credit to a Discord I'm on for this name. Uh, so someone, when they came out, said, oh, man, it's these assholes. So <laughs> I've decided this stable is now called these assholes. I don't disagree. You know, I uh, Capital uh, I'm, T, I, I will, capital A, these assholes. So these assholes co-sign. attacked Samoa Joe. Uh, Satnam Singh got there about, I don't know, 20 seconds after uh, Sanjay and Jay Lethal. That's uh, being considerate. But then uh, Trent, Chucky T, and Rocky Romero ran out with chairs to make the save. Uh, This was after Joe got hit in the shoulder with the pipe, meaning he's injured going into his semifinal. Wink, wink. Uh, Wink, wink. Next week, uh, he would be facing the winner of Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly. More on that in a minute. The Hardy brothers were backstage. Jeff got the okay to compete. I, at this point, I was really thinking that it, it didn't go much longer than that, but I thought for sure it was going to be like low blow on Jeff, lower the boom, and Cole wins. Like I, I It would have been yeah. perfect sense to be story-wise. And also, again, unless it's a stunt show, I don't really want a Jeff Hardy match in 2022. Uh, I'm with you. But uh, the Hardy brothers are backstage. Jeff got the okay to wrestle. Up come the Young Bucks, and uh, they're suggesting that Jeff Hardy should... Take the night off. Jeff Hardy cuts a terrible mumbling-ass promo that I really didn't understand. (laughs) And Matt also kind of incoherently describes the Bucks as uh, Hardy cosplayers. And uh, he said they were going to get beat down if they got involved. Okay. Cool. Great. CM Punk comes out to join commentary for the next match, which was an absolute king-size ass-beating as... AEW World Champion Hangman Adam Page went one on one with DDT's Kanosuke Takeshita. This match absolutely fucked. I loved this match <laughs> so much. Like, I think you gave us six billion stars. Yeah, uh, I. We we've talked about it. There, there there's something for me about when that there's that special feeling in the air of like yeah. watching a dude become a megastar in front of a crowd that just ups a match for me um i love this hangman page this fired up take no shit i'm a champion i'm going to show you i'm a champion i'm going to take every on all single, comers yeah yeah Be- every ass in front of me and uh yeah te- Takeshida was right there alongside him of like oh you want to beat my ass awesome i'm gonna beat your ass and yeah they just went out there and had a barn burner uh, th- How this, old is that kid? Uh, Takeshida? Uh, I yeah, want to say late in 20s. His late 20s. Um, let's see. Takeshida. Uh, he is, according to the magic of the internet, um, you're going to hate this. He was born in 1995. Jesus Christ. And he is 26 years old. Wow. Yeah.
3: He, that's, uh, that's crazy. He's a wrestling. Since 2012. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he's a 10-year vet at this point. Yes.
2: Yes. He started wrestling at 16. Wowzers. Yeah. So uh, – All right. Well, yeah. I mean it was, this was a, a full-on
3: coming out party for the kid. Um, yeah. I didn't, you know, I know it was, this is his maybe third or fourth match on – with AEW, second on TV, the first being that lethal uh, match that we saw in Baltimore yeah. a couple of weeks ago, uh, which – was pretty good i mean you know all th- the thing about Jay lethal is that he is a very competent pro wrestler yes and that's yeah. the thing about j Jay lethal yeah. but with t- t- takeshida i mean dude is physically imposing
2: yeah, uh, yeah. He, six feet tall big for yeah. a japanese dude
3: yeah he, he's got like some slight kodobushi himbo sort of action happening with him yes yeah uh, but he seems a little bit more together or, or although, coherent.
2: as we are quickly learning on Twitter, he has an absolute weakness for Cinnabon. So, I mean, that, that maybe every time I see him post on the Internet about Cinnabon, I realize I'm watching his VH1 behind the music in real time. Like that is the act <laughs> to turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The he young Japanese was... star fell to yeah. an addiction to Cinnabon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um I'll, I'm right there with you yeah. uh, to steal a bit from a comedian that nobody, you know, should really care about anymore. I once ordered a cinnabon at the airport that I arrived in.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. But,
3: yeah, I mean, it's good and I get it. Uh, but the kid, I mean, the, the match was fantastic. He stood toe to toe, literally uh, with with Paige, um, kicked out of some great moves, had it. A, a,
2: boatload of great offense. One on of the most own. gorgeous G- German suplexes I've ever seen. He even did the, yeah. the, the toe point on it. Yeah, he did. Uh, which was yeah, crazy. Uh, his last ride power bomb is a thing of beauty. Oh my God. He got him up
3: there too, bro. Good yeah. Lord.
2: Um, the diving clothesline off the top rope was nuts, uh, uh-huh. but uh, hit the buck. Sh- uh, hits the buckshot and then yeah. looks right at the commentary booth, picks up Takeshita, hits the GTS And uh, for those wondering about the official GTS rankings, according to noted Twitter troll and former (laughs) USIWGP champion Kenta, Hangman Page now has the second best GTS in front of number three CM Punk. Uh,
3: (laughs) I mean... Fine, I, I'm. I'm I, <laughs> that's that's some good Twitter from Kenta there. Yeah, uh, uh, I hope you're you know uh, able to wrestle again sometime soon, pal. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, and the cell from Takeshita on that GTS was, was a thing of beauty as yeah, well. So good. Um, Very, very, very good stuff there. Um, I I will say I don't love the jumping knee because I really don't feel like he gets the. The full extension on it does not look like a finisher to me is my yeah, one the, the, the uh, thing about the jumping
2: date. knee is he he has the height and it's nice but it doesn't look like it it collides well right and yeah. maybe that's it, it was guys the problem just that, don't know how to sell it or what but yeah
3: it, it's kind of like that problem that that we had specifically justin had with kenta's running drop kick in the corner yeah. is that it, his his legs stay bent and didn't extend to get that extra sort of oomph yeah, to the to the yeah, so that's kind of how I feel about the jumping knee, but uh, that's just uh, picking a nit there. But the kid, the kid, he's got a he's got a he- huge upside, and I-, I hope to see more of them in AEW, um, winning or losing. I mean, it, in a losing effort, the kid he came off uh, amazingly.
2: I'm just gonna say right now, if you want to pull a shoot on this fucking TNT title feud, yeah, put that shit on Takeshita. Just have oh wow, Takeshita fight the world literally. Uh, I mean. I mean, That'd be great, but
3: if only they could get that title away from the people nobody care about.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Fuego Del Sol cut a promo. Upon I was speaking which, to people nobody care about. Yeah, upon which I went, oh, yeah, he is from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it was uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland against the workhorsemen of J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry, who appear to be getting regular shots as a jobber duo, which I'm fine with because I actually kind of like those guys. They're fine. Um, yeah. But uh, it was more about putting over. Lee and Swerve, who are becoming a better and better duo every week. Yeah. Uh, Swerve hits a uh, senton splash for the pin. Uh, and after the match, Keith Lee announced that he and Swerve are a top five ranked tag team. And you yeah, know what Burner. that means? They get interrupted by Team Tess. <laughs> so uh, Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs come out and they, they talk shit. Uh, I believe Swerve indicated that Ricky Starks looked like a dressed-up bar of soap, which yep, I think gorgeous it. line there. Yeah, uh, love,
3: love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the fact that we're now getting a triple threat between those three matches uh, or those three teams at yeah. Double or Nothing makes me very, very excited. Yeah. Uh, that match should rule, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and in addition to that, Christian offered up a preview, because this Wednesday on Dynamite, it will be Jungle Boy versus Swerve versus Ricky Starks yeah so that, that should also roll that up. should be very good uh chris dadlander and red velvet were backstage red velvet said they're not friends anymore i'm sorry and, i already fell asleep yeah and then the baddies <laughs> all came up and uh i decided to start checking my pantry yeah did you have Cheez it's what'd you find I, I did
3: have cheese it's yeah you cheez a Cheez-It guy uh, yeah love me some uh, Cheez it's love love me some Cheez it's i mean who doesn't love Cheez it's i didn't know if you were goldfish Cheez it regular pretzel uh, uh, dorito sort
2: of uh you know we did have we, you know, we did have some of those uh, uh pretzel bites the uh what's the name of the company who makes them schneiders oh yeah. so this,
3: oh were they the uh, the uh, honey mustard ones uh, we had both the Honey Mustard and the, the Buffalo. ones. Oh, the Honey Mustard one is king shit of Snack Mountain.
2: I like. I, I mean, it's they're very good. I kind of like the Buffalo ones a lot, too. Okay. All right. No, I, I don't dislike them, but I, I'd put the Honey Mustard a little higher. Fair. So then we had MJF run back the 2019 special as he got to hit Wardlow with ten lashes. And mm-hmm. in a bit that I feel like commentary could have done a much better job of putting over – Nine lashes came and went without so much as a blink on the face of Wardlow. I mean, dude, kudos
3: to you for not reacting. I like, that's superhuman feet right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I like, you know, stub my toe or, or, you know, hit <laughs> my funny bone odd, And I'm on the floor crying for 20 minutes. This guy took nine lashes from a leather belt and uh, didn't even react. So, damn, that's tough to do.
2: In fact, I think one, he just flexed his pecs after.
3: He did, yeah, yeah, he's a fucking beast. I love it.
2: But then uh, on the ninth, uh, Wardlow was getting in MJF's face. MJF decides to low blow him and then whip him repeatedly as Spears restrained excuse me, Wardlow. MJF hits Wardlow with the dynamite diamond ring, and then Sean Spears hits him with the C four. Basically, next week on Dynamite, which will be live in Las Vegas, the home of uh, Double or Nothing, uh, mm-hmm. Wardlow just needs to murder both of those guys in like 30 seconds for this to really work for me. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, we're going to get the match regardless. So we know oh, yeah. Gonna yeah. I mean, it's
2: going to happen. But I'm just saying we, we need to have yeah. Wardlow just murk those guys uh, sure. to, to basically insinuate that, yes, Sunday night will be an, a murdering of MJF. Yes. A mauling. Rocky Romero and Trent were backstage, indicating that Rapongi Vice is back full time. They want all the tag belts, so they challenged FTR to a match for the Ring of Honor tag belts. The cool. best response to this was Chuck Taylor going to Twitter saying, Did Dustin just break up with me? <laughs> I missed that. Amazing. <laughs> or was it Greg? Which oh, no, Greg is Greg's Trent. Dustin is is Chuck. That, Yes, yeah, Dustin said, is Chuck. Yeah, did, did Greg just yeah. break up with me? top marks then we had Kyle O'Reilly against Ray Phoenix uh, in the quarterfinals of the Owen Hart Cup Uh, another very good match but this I I felt a lot like this remember a few weeks ago when they had the tag title match between Jurassic Express and Red Dragon and Uh we were talking about it I said it was very good however it was exactly the match I expected them to have yeah that was how I felt about this I thought it was very technically well done. They had some yeah. really great like I leapt out of my chair for the frog splash into the arm bar. Yeah. But there was an element of, Oh, I know this is gonna be good. Yeah. That that kind of like especially in the beginning when they were doing like the limb work and stuff, mm-hmm. I kinda zoned out a little because I knew that the finishing stretch was gonna be fun.
3: Right. And I also feel like it wasn't as exciting as a typical Phoenix match. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, that may be by design because that's not the kind of, you know, Kyler Riley's a grappler. So they had to keep it, you know, grounded a little bit more. But yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was OK. It was fine. Um, obviously, I want a Phoenix to win. But, you know, the way it went and the way the later match went, it kind of makes sense with what's, you know, to come in this tournament.
2: And here's where the show took a bit of a dive, as it was the, well, it was pitched as the Chris Jericho and William Regal face-to-face confrontation.
3: Uh, That's a lot of words.
2: Dozens of feet away, and there were five, sorry, there was at least five on each side. I believe there were six on the side of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, because Regal was out with them. Uh, And we had to sit through a very lengthy teardown. Of every single individual member of the face team by Chris Jericho,
3: <clears throat> for no reason, no um, reason, and no reason for that to happen at all. And it, you know, and I, maybe he got permission to do it ahead of time, but it seemed yeah. like they maybe went a little too personal in some of those things.
2: Yeah,
3: uh, I was like, it's just, I know you're trying to get heat, but it's just, it makes you just seem like not like a heel,
2: just yeah. a shithead. Yes. You know. And then Regal's whole story about taking Jericho's toothbrush and shoving it up his ass? I don't know. Uh, All right. To me, the best back and forth between the two teams was when Jericho was like, you know what? It's double or nothing. We're going to do the thing. The match me and Hager came up with. We're going to do the third annual stadium stampede. And Mox goes, we're not going to do that shit. (laughs) Like that, That was perfect. In this, in this, yeah. it, it was it was the shining gold corn kernel in a bucket of shit for that segment.
3: I mean, for that, I think that uh, John Moxley deserves the award
2: of oh oh Roughhouse Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Yeah, because uh, he he nailed it there. I I, I yeah. loved that. But he
3: took it from sports entertainment back to pro wrestling. Yeah. thank you
2: very much. Uh, and, and shout out Kingston. He was just like, this is stupid. I hate you. I want to fight you. Let's fight right now. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Well done, Kingston. Um, yeah. I mean, It's a little weird that Blackpool Combat Club are, are now in this. I get the Moxley-Kingston yeah. relationship. I, I feel like they could have done a, a slightly better job of re-explaining that to the audience. Which goes yeah, back to and, yeah. and and maybe I'm over noticing this thanks to some of the insights our buddy Justin has on the Patreon mm-hmm, exclusive Schlegel mm-hmm. soapbox available right now. Um but I'm just like maybe they could have said, you know, Moxley Kingston, they've been through war with each other, they've been they've had each other's backs, they're gonna go to war together, you know, something like that in the in the go home. Yeah. I don't know. Um But at least again, we got it.
3: Because we've watched every single fucking thing they've done for three years. Right. Uh, uh,
2: Dante Martin and Matt Seidel were backstage cutting a promo where Matt Seidel sounded like he was discovering the English language for the first time while he was saying it. Yeah, you sound Uh, like a 12-year-old. Bizarre. Saying that the Regal side was focused too much on fighting each other, so you know what? We'll give them a match on Rampage! Hey! Hey. Britt Baker comes out to face her Joker in the Owen Hart Cup Tournament quarterfinal. And that joker was Maki Ito, making her return to AEW. Uh, got a good pop, too, uh, which yeah. I, I was pretty happy with. And then she got to do her, her song and everything, and they put over the history of the two of them, and they proceeded to have a fun match. Yeah, it was kind of a comedy match, but I thought it was really fun. I, I enjoyed it as well. I enjoyed
3: it more than the uh, Joe John Hennigan uh, oh, uh, lead match. Joe Mo Samojo? Joe, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to try to say that right now. But yes, that Uh,
2: after the match, Tony Storm uh, came down and stared Britt Baker on the ramp. Tony Storm now has a fun and flirty shoulder length cut. (laughs) (laughs) Then Tony Schiavone announced that next week's going to be AEW's three year anniversary. Three years already. Jesus. I know. Uh, And he was surprised, interrupted by Serena Deeb who just decided to cut the longest, most uncomfortable promo about how poorly she's been treated in the world of wrestling, up to and including uh, calling out Dustin Rhodes and motherfucking him to the live audience. Yeah, in Texas. I don't know what the direction of this was supposed to be. Was I supposed to feel sympathetic for Serena? That doesn't make sense. She's the heel in the feud going into this match with... Thunder Rosa right. am I supposed to be right. against dustin now like i i don't i I don't get it. it it was it was a lot of sizzle but no steak
3: yeah it, it was and I, I don't think it was delivered very well uh mm-hmm. the message was was mixed and confusing mm-hmm. uh and like you said uncomfortable it went on a little too long like uh, you know at this point, the match is booked. I'm kind of stoked to see them wrestle, so yeah, just let it be.
2: Yeah, that's, that's you know? all,
3: that's all I really needed. Was not really, every match needs another you know chapter
2: uh, each week. And, you know, and maybe it, it, part of this was like, oh, you know what? People say I only book one women's segment per show. I'm going to do two and back to back. Yeah, um, in, in the 9:30 spot. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the literally it, it, the clock hits nine thirty and go, all right, here comes a women's match. Um, yep. and sure as shit, there it was. Uh, but yeah, it was weird. And then we had the main event, which was Adam Cole against Jeff Hardy only ran about seven minutes. It was fine while it lasted. Adam Cole ends up winning because, uh, Jeff was too damn beat up, which, Hey, goes with what I wanted, but I feel yeah. like it could have been a shorter squash. And sure. then uh, we had the most fans, we gotta go, see you on Thunder, ending we could have had is out comes Sting, out comes Darby, out comes the rest of the Elite, out comes Matt, out comes everybody, uh, mm-hmm. whole big schmaz as uh, they go off there at 10.01 as opposed to 10.01. Oh, exact- they got an extra minute in there, yeah. okay. Um, so, But the, the Undisputed Elite standing tall. Yes, indeed, as we they would see us on Friday on... Page, which was f- taped right after, but on Friday it aired on Friday night, and it kicked off with For Friday f- afternoon. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, well, seven p.m.
3: Oh, it was seven. I thought it was five thirty. Is it last uh, week's
2: last week's was five thirty. This week's ah. week is going to be five thirty. <sighs> seven on exhausting Friday. Uh, this past Friday, exhausting it kicked off with the House of Black versus Evil Uno Ten and Frego House of does, Black. Oh, yeah, House of Black. It's Evil Uno fuego del sol and 10 um this is a very good match yeah um i i I enjoyed the work uh i already missed Stu grayson pretty terribly um because i would have loved to have seen him and buddy murphy in there or buddy Mashers. i keep wanting to say murphy i gotta stop saying that i know it's not a name anymore uh but uh everybody looked fucking great in this match and then after the match uh, that triangle came out and taunted the House of Black, and they revealed a tombstone for the House of Black with Double or Nothing uh, logo on it, which means we are getting that match at Double or Nothing. Uh, I'm going to call it now Match of the Night. I'm just going just
3: gonna to say that.
2: I, I think there's a high likelihood, considering they practically stole the show at the last pay-per-view where they had Eric yeah. Redbeard in, or pl- in the place of Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's no, possible.
3: I, I'm clearly a little biased towards the death triangle for obvious reasons, but that's the one I'm frothing for.
2: <laughs> uh, Lexi Nair was backstage with Billy Gunn, Max Caster, and the Gun Club. turns out Anthony Bowens was injured after their ev- the elevation match, and <laughs> uh, Max Caster says, what will we do, father? Uh,
3: th- no, 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 no. Uh, Colton says, father, Yeah. Um, was the other gun kid.
2: Uh, um, Austin.
3: Austin says "papa," and Max Castor hilariously calls him "daddy." Which oh yes, yes, that's right. He is, calls it daddy. A, a, yeah. and, and Billy
2: says to Max, "Well, son." Yeah, pushing the other kids out of the way. Yeah, I need, I need Billy Gunn to disown his
3: two children and, yes. and side with the acclaimed with this because that is that is some good shit right there.
2: But he says uh, all factions go through this kind of adversity. But hey, when Bowens is back, so we be a big old scissor party.
3: I, you know what. I love Billy Gunn in this. Yeah. It's it's this. This is working for me. It's stupid. It's short. Uh, it's
2: mostly on Rampage. This is the kind of stuff I'm here for. Yes. Tony Schiavone was backstage with FTR. FTR accepted the challenge for Roppongi Vice and Catch Wheeler made it clear that FTR wants both the AEW and the IWGP World Tag Team Champions or Championships. So uh, mm-hmm. you heard it big or bad luck. Fale and Chase Owens. You are on notice. Oh, wow. Are they the champs right now? Yeah, they are. Oof. Yeah. oofa doofa. Sean Spears squashed the former Killian Dane in a minute and a half. I know. Big Damo showing up. Not as big as he used to be. <laughs> no. Uh, Dude trimmed up significantly.
3: Smaller Damo. <laughs> Mr. Nikki Ash.
2: Yeah. Spears could have promo Wardlow, and I hit the 10-second forward button on my DVR until we yeah. got to yeah. the next bit. Uh-huh. Um, Undefeated Elite were backstage. Cole and O'Reilly are convinced they're going to go against each other in the finals of the Owen Hart tournament. I feel like that's likely the match because mm-hmm. they set up Joe having a bad shoulder and Kyle, okay. you know, does arm bars and shit. Yeah. Uh, and the Unbox challenged the Hardys to a match A double or nothing, which we'll give our full predictions for after this recap. Uh, Chris Statlander defeated Red Velvet. Pretty good match. Statlander. Did a press slam with one arm, which looked yeah. amazing. And yep. I became a man again. Um, <laughs> Stat goes That's for it. the Big Bang okay. Theory, gets reversed into a roll up by Red Velvet. That gets reversed. And then one, two, three. Statlander advances. Baddies attack uh, Chris Stat. Ruby Soho runs in, overwhelmed by Jake Cargill. So out comes Anna Jay, who still exists.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Missing a best friend ever since uh, Tay turned heel, so.
2: Yes. Probably the best segment of the show was next as we had a training video for Hookhausen.
3: Yeah, we did. Prepping
2: for the match against Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Um, Hook was trying to get Dan Housen to do pull-ups, and me and Dan Housen have similar pull-up skills. Uh, yeah,
3: like, uh, put me up for a third on that because, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is the kind of you know vignette that Dan Houser has been missing.
2: Yes, yeah, Th- this was some prime, and and I I, I recognize the the uh, double edged sword of saying this. This was like prime attitude era comedy of like these are fun characters that I am right. seeing into. Yes, yeah, the pendulum
3: swinging on the positive side, not yes, the not the yeah, negative. Yeah.
2: But yeah, very much enjoyed this, and then so, showing Nice and uh, Sterling trying to, to work out yeah. Sterling, apparently just as bad as, uh, at working out as Danhausen is. So Yeah. Uh, I, I liked this quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Uh, something I did not like as much was this Men of the Year and Dan Lambert promo. This guy wants his uh, TNT yeah. title back. Uh, Sammy Guevara smashed it with a sledgehammer with help from Frankie Kazarian. So, I don't know who's a face or who's a heel anymore.
3: Nobody. (sighs) They're all just insufferable. (laughs) They're all fast forward. Prepare to fast forward. Prepare to fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward, sir.
2: Tony Schiavone was interviewing Britt Baker and Tony Storm about their upcoming match. Baker wanted to know if if Tony could handle the pressure of a big match or if she would run away like she did in the past. And, Mm. uh... Storm said not only she could handle it, but she was going to rearrange Brit Baker's teeth. She'd have to see a D,
3: M, D. If they would have made a big book book of British smiles uh, (laughs) reference here, I would have been. uh, Well, she's New Zealander, so that's close enough. (laughs) I mean, the flag is the same, almost. It, it, whatever. You know what? The
2: big book book of New Zealand of Kiwi smiles. All right. Uh, Mark Henry interviewed both tag teams uh, for the main event. Dante wanted a big win. Matt Slayal wanted to show the b- Blackpool Combat Club that you didn't have to beat him up. To properly mentor someone. He just wants peace, love, and pro wrestling, which confused John Moxley, who wanted to know if he really said that, and he told yeah. them to abandon all hope. Which <laughs> fuck yeah, John. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will say Dante a
3: little bit better speaking than he has in the past. So maybe he's been, he's been doing some work. Uh, I'd like to see it. And uh, I just want to be the first to say that this match absolutely fucking ruled.
2: Yes. Main event was Danielson and Moxley against Matt Sidal and Dante Martin. Absolutely ruled. Great match. I could watch these guys go against each other a billion times. Yeah. Um th- this type of match is absolutely the thing that you can tell Brian Danielson loves doing at this stage in his career. I'm just like, yes, I'm getting everybody over. Let's fucking go. Like Yeah. He, yeah. <clears throat> he was having the time of his life even if he apparently got his leg stuck on the ramp. So
3: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, poor Brian. Uh it, it, you you see it cuz I was looking for it at the very last the second that was on the air of Rampage, you see Mox notice what happened to Brian and go over to try and help, and then it, it
2: cuts to black. Yeah. Um, they, they did to, post the video. Uh, yeah, on on YouTube of uh, yeah of, of the whole to do because uh, after uh, after Mox and Danielson won, they got beat down by the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, which was again fans we got to go. Um, so you know. Nice angle to go off on, um, taking a look at uh, next week. Uh, Dynamite on Wednesday is Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe. Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. Both are semifinals for the uh, Owen Hart tournament. We've got FTR versus Rapongi Vice for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Jungle hey. Boy versus Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland. MJF versus Wardlow and a steel cage. Sorry, uh, Sean Spears versus Wardlow in a steel cage with MJF as ref. And a face-off between Adam Page and CM Punk, and then Rampage next Friday will feature Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho in an No One Heart Tournament semifinal. But okay. it all leads up to next Sunday. Is this the actual theme? It is. Get it, Mikey Ruckus? Wow. Uh, we have an 11-match card for the show right now. I don't know if they're going to add anything more. Let us it, let us hope they do not. One thing I just realized, there's no Casino Battle Royal. Yet! Maybe that's what they'll add. I don't know. I mean, I'll
3: think we need a twelfth, but yeah, that would be... You know, another Joker, probably another
2: surprise <laughs> entrant. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. know. They'll they'll fucking bring in Parker Boudreaux <laughs> at this point. Oh, God, yeah. That's, that's who's about left for them let's, to... Let's to, not. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll be Kota Ibushi. Um So for the buy Have we had a welfare check on Koda Bushi? this uh, past week? Weirdly enough, Nakazawa uh, posted something, because Nakazawa's oh, okay. in Japan while his visa's getting renewed. Okay. Um, and he said he... Uh, as he put it, he checked in with the person we've been talking about. Okay. And he said he's doing fine. So, okay.
3: Yeah, that's
2: good. So we got that. Unless so, the
3: Yakuza has gotten to Nakazawa <laughs> as well. Fair,
2: fair point. Fair point. So on the buy-in, it is Hookhausen of Hook and Danhausen against pretty deece Tony Nice and smart Mark Sterling. Hookhausen okay. wins, right? Like Of course. They're, they're, unless there's, like, something ridiculous there's no way otherwise it doesn't happen, right? I mean, I, I feel like the
3: only Danhausen would take the fall if they were to lose somehow. Um, if Tony Neese got his, you know, hands on Danhausen again, but I feel like you know putting Hookhausen over, especially with Hook looking strong, is the way to go here.
2: Yeah, agreed. And we've got a singles match for the AEW TBS Championship as Jade Cargill defends against Anna Jay. Uh, if they had done any build to this beyond literally an angle on Rampage, I would say Hannah yeah. Jay would have a shot. Uh, at this point, Jade wins. And sure. uh, hell, yeah. she may retain that belt until she can defend it against uh, the boss, Mercedes Vernado yeah. or whatever her name is. Yeah,
3: we'll see her at full gear. Let's go.
2: <laughs> exactly. Men's Owen Hart uh, Cup tournament final. It'll be either Kylo Riley or Samoa Joe against Adam Cole. Like I said before, I think it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly against Adam Cole, and I think Cole wins. I mean, it makes it would make sense for Cole to win. I
3: don't see – I mean, O'Reilly does have some
2: Owen Hart tendencies to him. And he is uh, – Canadian? Least, yeah, he is Canadian, so it, yeah. it would fit in there. But – Cole, definitely the
3: bigger, bigger star of the two. And I think that that would, you know, if he's not going to have a title for at least the, the AEW championship for a while, yeah. I think having that as a, as an accolade for him, mm-hmm. uh, would work well for him. So yeah, Cole, you know, and even if it is Cole versus Joe, I, I would probably still take Cole yeah. due to
2: shenanigans. Completely agreed by these assholes
3: by these assholes or by, you know, undisputed elite.
2: Exactly. For the women's uh, Owen Hart Cup tournament final, it would either be Tony Storm or Dr. Britt Baker DMD against Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. I think it's going to be Britt versus Ruby. And my gut instinct says if Cole wins, Britt wins. So they have his and hers trophies. Ah, okay. I really feel like Ruby needs a big win here. Ruby really should get the win um, because, I mean, she's been with the company almost a year. I know. She was all in, in last her. year, right? Yeah. 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 So Ugh. we'll yeah. see there. Thunder Rosa will be defending the women's world championship against Serena Deeb. This will probably be the best women's match of the night. And I foresee Rosa hmm. retaining.
3: Sure. Yeah. No, I'm with you hundred percent as much as I've, you know, Enjoy Deeb's in-ring work a lot more than her microphone work in recent uh, weeks to months. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Thunder Rosa.
2: Yeah.
3: 100%. Well, maybe she'll
2: it. lose and get repackaged as a face as the wine mom, Serena Deeb.
3: <laughs>
2: we'll see what happens. Um, excuse me. I asked for ice in my
3: Chardonnay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, you and your friends have fun with your wrestles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, jeez. It'll be a triple threat for the AEW World Tag Team Championship as Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defend against Team Taz, mm-hmm. um, the team of Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I don't think Jurassic Express is leaving with the tag belts because I think this will be the uh the the, the situation that that lights the flame of the Christian Cage Jungle Boy feud. Yes. Um my gut says as interesting as Lee and Swerve as tag champs would be, I think there's more in Starks and Hobbs being tag champions. I'll take the opposite. I think Swerve and Lee, uh, Rocket Strap, right to their
3: backs here, and then you can still continue the the, the, the team, feud, Taz team Taz feud, yeah. yeah, as them saying that they were robbed and they, you know, they're better than them yeah. or you know, however I, they want to do it.
2: I just feel like Starks and Hobbs have basically carried Rampage as a show. You're not wrong. It feels like it'd be a nice little, you know, thank you from Tony of like, all right, boys, you're getting the tag belts. So yeah, we'll see. This could be a dark house match of the night, by the way.
3: It's true. It's true.
2: Dark horse. Sorry, not dark. I got you. Um, This rough house dark horse. Then we've got the Jericho Appreciation Society of Chris Jericho, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker. Dato Garcia and Jake Hager against Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club of Brian Danielson and Jon Moxley in an Anarchy in the Arena match. This will be a crazy plunder tag. Sure. If the face team does not win, there is no justice in this world. I agree
3: 100 percent. I do not want to see Jericho with his hand raised unless he's being, you know, binded by his hands above his head and being, uh, you know, plunged with spears. <laughs> not
2: not Sean Spears, actual no, no, actual spears. actual spears. Speaking yeah. of MJF versus Wardlow, if, mm-hmm. uh, MJF, uh, or sorry, yeah, if MJF wins, Wardlow can never be signed to AEW. Gee, I wonder how this is gonna go yeah uh the, the, this will be a master class in m j f showing ass for however long the match goes. I expect yeah. ten power bombs for the finish uh that's the under yeah i'll the finish yeah for no, the finish
3: for the finish uh, for overall the finish could be around. many more yeah.
2: You got the House of Black sure. of Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King against the Death Triangle of Pac, Penta Oscuro, and Ray Phoenix. This match will fucking rule, and your winners yes. will be me and Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And uh, the losers will be the people in my living room that will have to see me without pants.
2: <laughs> Seriously, though, Death Triangle needs this win. Uh, uh, they do. Yeah. They do. And then, then those teams can go off and do their thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm with you. Um obviously for obvious reasons I'm all for Death Triangle, but yeah, they they really need uh a marquee win here.
2: Look, Chris, I'm I'm just going to put it out there. Two possibilities based off of two possible tag team champions, if you will. Starks and Hobbs, if you will. Starks and Hobbs versus Lucha Bros. Uh-huh. Sounds amazing, right? Give me, give me. Other side, Malachi Black and Brody King against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Woo! So, yeah, some stuff, right? yeah, some good stuff, right? Yeah, it's getting stuff. toasty in here. Yeah. The Hardys. Matt and Jeff Hardy will face the Young Bucks of Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson in a mm-hmm. tag team match. The Hardys had to be putting the Bucks over, right? Like,
3: Yeah, I feel like the Bucks have to will we'll, we'll, we'll win this.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it is less uh, a result that is in question. It's a quality that's in question. Mm-hmm. Um, So we'll see what the Hardys in 2022 can pull out. Well, like, I, Jeff pulled I will, out that match with Darby. He did. He did. But well, that Darby was did, a lot of like. Darby did 60% of the work. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it was a stud show. For it was. Better or for worse. But I feel like the young bucks
3: for their character work not being so great recently. Anytime they're in the ring, they're still fucking money. Yeah. So yeah. bucks. Yeah. Undoubtedly bucks. And
2: then your main event is for the AEW World Championship. It is reigning and defending champion hangman adam page going against the best in the world cm punk i honestly could see this going either way i could but i feel like page is
3: just finally getting momentum in this title run so i hope that he retains and keeps that momentum going to whomever is next um although i you know I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if Punk walks out of there with, with a title, um, walks into – are they doing All Out in uh, Chicago? They haven't
2: that- said where it will officially be. It sounded like it might not be Chicago Okay. because they're doing Forbidden Door in June. Ah, Chicago. that's right. That's right. Um, that's right. So knowing Forbidden Door is coming up and also knowing that as uh, uh, Tony Khan has put it, that he and Gato are – Handling this submarine style. They both have keys to turn the ignition to uh, to, to handle booking for this. I uh-huh. feel like Hangman retains. We're not done with him and Punk. We get okay. Hangman defending the AEW world title against someone. Punk going against Okada for the IWGP championship. Ah, okay. And then we get a rematch between Punk and Paige that Punk gets the belt at. Um, Interesting. That's that's my gut instinct because I feel like we're probably going to be headed by the end of the year toward Punk Omega finally. Sure. I
3: mean, you got to at some point. uh, You know, he's got a limited bump slept on his bump card. Exactly. And he's getting, he's getting, doing the greatest hits.
2: Yeah, and and there's only and so matches. many other angles that that Punk can do. So yeah, um, I, I feel like you know it's probably time to get the, get in and get out on that. And I, I definitely feel like we'll probably see Omega, if not returning wrestling capacity, return as on-screen character at Forbidden Door. Okay. So uh, I, I think in a match or just in person. Well, uh, I would love to see him back in a match, but if he isn't in a match, I could foresee him come out. And sure, you know, Cause get in ruckus. Okada's face or, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Of yeah. just like you know, he's back. He's starting shit. This is not the first, or the, this is the the first. This is not the last AEW New Japan show. You know, right? That sort of thing. But um, you know, it it is a deep, deep card for Sunday. It is. Um, it is. I'm not, looking forward to it.
3: On paper, it looks pretty good.
2: Yeah. It's not the barn burner that, say, All Out was last year or, or yeah. Revolution was where you're just like, holy fuck, top to bottom. Like There's there some matches that could go either way, but uh-huh. uh, it, it speaks to the stacked level of talent, how many of these matches really look great, and how many have the potential to steal the show up to and including the main event. should be a great show. Um, yeah. It looks like right now we're going to try to do a reaction show next week. Uh, because of the holiday, we're going to have some availability to knock that out. So uh, stay tuned for that. And if you want more takes of all things AEW and, of course, on the uh, Sasha Naomi story, hey, hop to our Patreon, patreon.com slash roughhouse podcast. You get OG roughhouse host Justin Schlegel yeah. dropping some truth bombs. Oh, on yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: Dude, uh, and if you're able to or want to, watch the video version to see my reaction to some of the shit he says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I did not hide my reactions very well visually. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely worth your, your five bucks a month for that. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, I'm going to go make like a uh, young up-and-coming DDD Pro and take a shit-up. <laughs>
1: The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at roughhousesgw, at facebook.com slash the Podcast and at patreon.com slash the Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, roughhouse redos, and roughhouse divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts subscribe motherfuckers this is the, the rough, house, rough house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth Bronies and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with marty and my least favorite man on the planet christoph hey guys justin here from the rough house podcast and as you know recently i accidentally got someone pregnant have to have a family now, I want you to go ahead and walk a path, and I'm not going to be able to. Life, freedom, the decision to do what you want, when you want, that's off the table for me. Not for you. In the event that you happen to screw up like I do, I'd like to invite you to the Suplex Warehouse. Myself, Brock Lesnar, we'll go ahead and take you and whatever individual in your life that you never planned on being with into the back, and we'll just suplex them for 45 minutes to an hour. Broken neck, broken back, broken spine, doesn't matter. Suplex Warehouse is here for you to clean up after your mess. No pun intended. Should have ended up on the sheets. The Suplex Warehouse has a variety of suplexes. Everything from a fisherman suplex, belly-to-belly suplex, snap suplex. Hell, we'll just swing a metal bar at someone's back. Whatever we can do to take care of you and to get you back on track to that life you planned on, women, but because you goofed up in someone's hoo-hoo, was taken off the shelf. The Suplex Warehouse. Eat, sleep, conquer, get back on your feet.